Today's show on the Lessons in Life and Love podcast, we are specializing on why you attract narcissists or other toxic personality types. Nobody starts out wanting a toxic relationship. Why do good people get conned by sociopaths? What are some of the signs of narcissism versus the signs of the sociopath? What are some of the success strategies to attract emotionally healthy love? And can someone fix any love addiction, codependency, or their attraction to a toxic partner? Why would you end up with a con artist, someone who is angry and critical, a poor communicator, chronic cheater, or the habitual liar. No matter the name we assign to it, these narcissistic types break hearts. Understand why you might be attracting this type into your life and what we can do to make sure that you no longer do, as well as understand what an emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love looks like. This way, I can help you create the life you desire and to have the love that you deserve. All this and more on today's show of Lessons in Life and Love. Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Show 80 of the Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I'm your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website and on my app, Lessons in Life and Love, on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you attract and have the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves so you'll learn how to have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love and how to avoid toxic, painful, traumatic relationships which seem too prevalent today. It's time to help you create the life you desire and to have the love that you deserve. So if you have a personal concern, I invite you to meet with me for a life and love transformation discovery session and assessment this week. Just sign up at my website, rihannamilne.com. So let's dive in, love angels and transformer. My research has shown me that you can't change what you don't understand. I did not learn about childhood trauma in my triple master's degree in year 2000. It was only after I had a couple toxic relationships myself that led me to do the deep research on why was it happening, why was I attracting it, and what did the psychological makeup of these people have that made them do narcissistic and cruel things without any remorse. After two years of research and realizing I had over 20 years of working with people from traumatic experiences, I put the pieces together and developed the Childhood Trauma Checklist a 10-point checklist for anyone to take a look at that could easily define if they've had childhood trauma or not. You're going to learn the connection between having unhealed unconscious childhood trauma, attracting toxic partners, and what you need to do to instead attract emotionally healthy love. My research showed 90% or 9 out of 10 people have at least one to three of the childhood traumas that I define on my checklist. Most people, when they're asked, say that they had a pretty normal childhood, and I thought I did too. I could easily see the faults in my partner and only identify one of the traumas until I really did some deep thinking and realized that I had more than one trauma that I experienced as a child. But instead, it was so painful, I pushed it to making it not important, not really being conscious in my life, and just kind of forgetting about it. As a trauma specialist, I learned that trauma stays stored in the brain and the body cells in a subconscious area of the brain. However, when trauma and stress occurs, you are re-triggered and the unhealthy behavioral patterns will re-emerge. Until these unconscious behavioral patterns and emotional triggers are made conscious, 
and repaired over time, people will continue to attract unhealthy love into their life. Most people have learned, especially in the USA, to fall in love by feeling chemistry for someone. This is one of the most dangerous ways to fall in love. It's the unconscious reaction where the phenylalanine is rushing around your brain and the brain is feeling excited. It can't decipher if it's excited because it's a good love or a bad love. And unfortunately, chemistry draws you back to the past behavioral patterns of what you might have experienced with mom and dad. The brain's excited because it recognizes this as normal and comfortable, even though it could be greatly toxic. Let's go into what the top 10 childhood traumas are that I identified. I started by looking over my case history. I worked with every grade level in the schools from kindergarten through college. The kids were defined as either ADHD, oppositional defiant, acting out, the bullies or the bullied, or kids that just couldn't fit in. Most of those children had all come from childhood trauma, and many of them misdiagnosed as ADHD because they came into school upset due to the traumatic environments around their home. The truth is when cortisol is up, fears and stress is up in the body, memory and focus goes down. I did various behaviors with my school students to help them relax including meditation, music therapy, positive behavioral motivation, and other things to get them to calm down, and they excelled. Also, I worked with children and adolescents in a hospital unit. Those kids were 6 through 19, many from the foster care system. They were runaways, suicidal, depressed, highly anxious, and the majority came from traumatic home environments. I also worked in a drug and alcohol facility with teenagers and women from the prison system, all again experiencing trauma while they were young. I pieced that information with the two partners that I had that were toxic and also narcissistic. These are the top 10 traumas I identified as being most common in people's lives. As you listen to them, please don't get to a point of shame where you feel embarrassed about these things if they occurred for you or blame where you wanna blame your parents for not raising you right. The truth is, research shows childhood trauma goes through at least three generations. So if you had trauma, so did your mom and dad. If you'd like to do this list along with me, make three columns with your first column put me, meaning you, second column a partner that you remember struggling with, and third, parents, and identify your mom or dad or just say both if they both experience this situation. This will help define your childhood trauma map. The first one is if there was any addiction in your household as you were growing up by a caretaker or parents. So drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning you knew your parent was a chronic cheater, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, workaholism. And the last one and the newest one I define is social media or computer addiction in the kids or in the parents. The second one is verbal abuse. This could be witnessing mom and dad yelling and screaming, them yelling at you, giving you verbal put downs, like telling you you're heavy, you don't look good, you'll never amount to anything, any negative messages, or when they're mad, they shut down, they don't talk to you for hours or days. They give you harsh disciplines or verbally, they never give you any praise, say that they're proud of you or say that they love you. Number three is emotional abuse or neglect. Number four is abandonment, and there's two types I define, fault and no-fault abandonment. A no-fault abandonment would be if a parent happened to die early, if they go off to war, leaving the child very worried that their parent returns safe, 
or three, that they traveled a lot for their business. This is how they supported the family, but you never knew when they were coming home. A fault abandonment would be if a parent was never in your life. If they were early on, then the couple broke up and they barely saw you after that. Or if there's a child custody and it's irregular, or when you do visit as a child, there was very little interaction. Let's say the dad was engrossed with football all weekend, the child just sat in the room on their computer. That's a fault abandonment. Or even the parent that's still in the home, but barely speaks to their kids, barely interacts with their kids, that's a fault abandonment too. Number six is if you're part of the foster care system, if you were adopted or had to go live with other families because your parents couldn't keep you in the home. Number seven is the most common one and most of the ones that people can identify themselves with. It's called personal trauma and it includes if you were ever bullied. It also means if you felt different in any way. If you were tall and skinny and gawky or called a nerd or an overweight child and they teased you for that. If you were born with a medical condition or just didn't fit into the cool crowd, you found it hard to make friends, you might've been a shyer kid, or even if it was a racial issue, you were a minority in a school and that made a huge difference for you. These are all definitions of personal trauma. Number eight is sibling trauma. Could be your sibling was born with a medical condition and that commanded more in mom's and dad's time. Or they bullied you. Or most common, you perceive them to be the golden child, the favorite one from mom and dad. They could have been more handsome and beautiful, the star athlete, or just more intelligent. You were always compared to them by their previous teachers. Number nine has two parts. The first part is family trauma. This is if you grew up in a dangerous neighborhood, you remember a lot of struggle around money and a lot of conversations about lack. You didn't have money for this, the family didn't have money for that. If you lost a home during the mortgage crises or during any difficult situation. This also includes our military families moving every two to four years here in the US, thus displacing the child and putting them in the new school every couple of years. The second part of nine is community trauma. This one has gotten very rampant. If people don't think they experienced any trauma, guess what? Every human being in the world is now experiencing community trauma around the virus situation. Children are asking, why can't they play with their friends? They no longer can go to school. They're stuck inside of the house. They just wanna go out and play and be normal. This is a very tough time for little children. Community events also include major catastrophes from mother nature. Floods, fires, hurricane storms, wiping out large communities. Of course, this is devastating for the adults, but can you imagine little children living through this? Everything they know is stable is now unstable. Number 10 is mental health issues in mom or dad. And maybe as kids, they never went to counselors, so you don't know if they were diagnosed with anything, so you have to make your best guess here. The most difficult for children to navigate are borderline and bipolar disorder. Bipolar is manic depressive. Manic shows up as a spending spree, a gambling binge, or chronic cheating. Depression shows up as anger, checking out emotionally, or extreme fatigue. Borderline personality, I think, is the most difficult to navigate for a child. They feel like they're always walking on eggshells. They can't decipher what kind of mood their parent's going to be in. Because when they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're horrid. And this parent will get upset over the easiest things that most people would not get upset over. 
So those are the 10 childhood traumas that I define. Like I said, there are more, but these are the most common that I saw. So how does this impact and cause narcissism? Since many of you are now at home, are you wondering what a home profession would be like? Have you ever thought of coaching? I have developed an amazing coaching mentoring program to get you started in coaching or help you to excel to global status. To inquire, just go to rihannamilne.com and check out the mentoring tab and then contact me with a list of what you would like help with. This is a personalized, customized, and individual coaching program to help you get your new or existing virtual dream job off the ground. Why not go for it? How much time do we have to live our dreams? Start today. Just go to rihannamilne.com, the mentoring tab, and create the list you need me to coach you on to begin your virtual global dream job from home today. That's rihannamilne.com, the mentoring tab to create the life you desire now. The more traumas a person has, like in the eight, nine, and 10 range, with a higher severity level of eight, nine, and 10, would cause the three top personality disorders that are most difficult to live with. Narcissism, sociopathy, and psychopathy. Let me briefly describe each one. The most severe, the top 10 of the worst, is psychopath. They are a sociopath and a narcissist that kills. The next one down on the ring is sociopath. They use people for pleasure or profit. They will never apologize. They're always looking to better their lifestyle. They have a very poor work ethic and often losing jobs. They have a very high sex drive and use promiscuity as part of their charm. And if you're not sexual with them, they usually tend to get very angry and demeaning. They lack conscious, they're very moody, demanding. They usually ask for a fast marriage and some women are so flattered. Oh, wow, he loves me so much. He wants to get married really quick. That's a red flag warning of sociopathy. They're a loner. They usually don't have friends. And if they do, they're usually an underling that would look up to them. Or the opposite, they could be a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll in this society is grand and fun and good humor and everybody thinks he's the greatest guy. Mr. Hyde is the one that has a secret life, totally different than what the face that he puts out there in society. That's the one that I was married to, a Jekyll and Hyde. And when his world exploded, so did mine leading me to do this research to figure out what did he have and why did he do what he did and why was I attracting this type of person into my life. They definitely are impulsive and ruin their lives very quickly and everyone else that are around them. If you are their partner, they always want you to look good and stay in shape and have the house nice. They want the perfect life and they will use you to get it. They're master manipulators and con artists, and they will do anything to isolate you from their friends and family so that they will have control over you. These relationships become codependent. And what was really amazing and beautiful in the beginning, these relationships, like I said, come off very romantic. They're very charming. They'll give you a ton of attention to rope you in. Studies show people of trauma attract people of trauma. So the reason that you're attracted to the sociopath or the narcissist is that you have unhealed childhood trauma that you did not realize. Don't worry, this can be fixed. 
Now, the third one down on the tier is the narcissist. There is a big range of narcissists. There's a healthy narcissist and a malignant narcissist, and they're extreme sides of the scale. The malignant side of the scale is the sociopath and the psychopath, and they're very dangerous people, very toxic. On the other side of the scale is a healthy narcissist. This may be somebody that's very high up in a career, very successful, but often gives back to society. They're really kind of self-focused. Their love is their work. They do like the high lifestyle, but they usually get it for themselves and they don't hurt anyone. They are able to connect emotionally with people. They are able to share and give to others and they are able to meet others' emotional needs. They just seem a little bit self-focused. So that is the range. Let's talk about how unhealed childhood trauma shows up in love. If you have trauma number seven, not feeling good enough, mixed with trauma number two, which is verbal abuse, very often these people don't feel good enough and they will be very jealous and controlling in your relationship. They will usually go for somebody that gives them a beautiful lifestyle. They probably don't earn as much money as you. And initially, like I said, they'll do everything for you to rope you in and then later try to sabotage you because they're really jealous. They might make you late for a morning meeting. They might give you a lot of trouble so that you're upset at work. They're trying to undermine you and take control of the relationship. Impulsivity is part of unhealed trauma. So is people pleasing. People pleasing is mostly around women who are trying to please a very difficult mother or father. So there's no yelling in the house or yelling at them. And they have learned that this is a way to give love and get love. So very often that narcissist will go after someone who is a people pleaser. Let's talk about that personality of the victim that the narcissist will go after and target. First of all, they're very kind people. They're usually helpers. So teachers, nurses, counselors, anyone that's trying to help others, usually faith-based people, people with high integrity, high moral values. They're often the ones that are quick to forgive. So when these people make a mistake, you want to forgive and you want to believe in the best of them. You love them and you want to believe they will change. You fall in love with their potential. You see some of the good stuff the side that you fell in love with and you want to keep holding on to that side. You ask if they will take on a relationship coach to help fix the relationship and they rarely will. Or they go one time, find fault with a therapist or the coach and say, see, they can't help us. They also know that counselor or coach when they're good will see that they're narcissistic or sociopathic and call them on their stuff. They don't want to hear it. They seek out that loyal, successful person, usually has a fairly wealthy lifestyle that also tends to be people-pleasing and have a high tolerance for cheap drama. This charmer and manipulator usually comes off as super fun in the beginning, charming, outgoing, and makes that person feel alive. They'll do anything to keep peace in the family and the family financially stable. So usually the victim will step up and do everything to keep this relationship working. They'll keep forgiving them. And the average time of breakups and rekindling back is seven times according to research. These relationships often become very codependent and love addicted.
Many relationships are becoming strained right now as we are all following the stay-at-home order imposed upon us during the coronavirus. Whether you're in a committed, intimate partnership or marriage, if you're having trouble due to anger, moodiness, addictive use of alcohol or pot, irritability and blame, or you caught your partner reaching out to others for emotional attention and flirting, don't take these things lightly. When you're forced to be together and can no longer ignore your troubled relationship, now is the time to get help with relationship coaching. My program called Relationship Rescue identifies the old patterns and sabotaging behaviors that have been going on for years, but you chose to ignore them due to busyness or other distractions. Let's get to the bottom of your unhappiness and poor behavioral patterns that are stealing the joy, peace, passion, and friendship from your relationship. Contact me today at rihannamilne.com and sign up for a life and love transformation discovery session and assessment with your partner. It's only $47 right now for a limited time and has a $500 value. You'll meet with me for up to one hour and we'll dive deep into the five assessments you and your partner will do to get to the root of the issues. And I'll give you suggestions for your next best move to overcome them and create the life you desire and to have the love you both deserve. Just go to rihannamilne.com, review the Relationship Rescue Program now, and then enroll in the Life and Love Transformation Session. Now is the time to take your relationship from toxic to terrific and emerge from this situation better than you've ever been. Get started on your love transformation today at rihannamilne.com. Some clear signs that you have a narcissist in your life include that they love power, they want to be liked, they hate rules, they have this sense of entitlement, and they want to be in charge. They have fantasies of power, success, ideal beauty, and coming off larger than life. They're selfish, materialistic, they are in the game for their own gain. They only worry about themselves and they lack empathy for others. I'll give you an example of a top-rated politician who is narcissist. He seeks excessive admiration, always looking to be liked, doing what he wants to do without empathy or remorse, seeking control and power for his own gain. And you see a lot of what's called blurting out. It's a term I developed. Blurting out is saying things that are totally inappropriate and leaves people saying, what? How could he say that? And he is definitely guilty of blurting out in a massive public way that gives clear signs of unhealed, unconscious childhood trauma, behavioral patterns that are not appropriate, and excessive narcissism. So when I work with my singles, here are some things that I do to help them heal from the narcissistic partner. First, you must be a successful single before you go out to date again. When we work with me, we look at your life and we look at your love situation. You have to heal your childhood traumas first. I describe it like a rainbow. When you come off one of these toxic relationships, you're at that point where you don't know what you don't know. Why did this happen? How did I cause this? You have a ton of questions. We start the learning curve. Education is the answer. So as you learn, you're going to do better, but then you'll slip. You'll do better, but you'll slip. Why is there slippage? Because the unconscious is so hard to retrain but the brain can be retrained and that's what we're doing. We're making the unconscious conscious, your impulsive reactive side more positive and proactive. And we're taking uneducated coming from chemistry 
which is the old brain, reptilian brain, and making an educated choice in who you have as a partner. It makes all the difference in the world. There's a psychological and emotional edge to successful dating, and this is exactly the skills that I teach. So we heal the childhood trauma, we make you aware of what they are, what are the behavioral patterns that you're doing, change all of those, then we teach you the exact skills you need to attract emotionally healthy and conscious love. When you've done this over four to six months, constantly working on it in a very conscious way, then this, this is where we say you've hit the pot of gold and your life will never be the same. You're definitely coming from full conscious awareness. You are emotionally healthy and evolved meaning being your highest and your best self. So in part two, when you're going through that and learning the skills, that's when we get the singles out to date. They are empowered with the exact questions that they need to ask to know if they are in front of someone who is also emotionally healthy and evolved or not. It is equally important to know what to do and what not to do when it comes to partner selection. You wanna rid your life of any negativity or any cheap drama and only date when you are problem free. You've got to be authentic, but remember there is a five-second rule to dating. Once you go out there, people will decide in five seconds or less if you like you. And unfortunately, that's because they're working from chemistry. It's like being on a dating app. Yes, no, hot or not. Unfortunately, this is how most of human beings look at a person who's coming in in front of them. Knowing this and still working with that, then coming from a place of full authenticity, being who you are, and yet getting the valuable information that you need will cause success in dating. You also have to know what not to do, what not to discuss on your first few dates, like you don't wanna talk about your ex, any problems with your kids, money issues, or anything else that's negative. When I work with couples, they usually come to me because there is a cycle of toxic behavior. There's about seven to 10 days where things are going well, and then impulsivity will start, moodiness, anger, lashing out, put downs, blame. These cycles are clearly evident that there's unhealed childhood trauma happening, and one person is triggering the other who then triggers the other, and it's a vicious, toxic circle. When a couple comes to me, I must separate them and first do a deep dive into each one of their childhood patterns, heal them, have them understand them, make them consciously aware about them, and then start claiming responsibility. Now, it takes a while, like I said, to change these unconscious, unhealed patterns and emotional triggers. Everything in trauma says ideally six months, but I will work with somebody four months to get the problems going and healing. When the couple does my program, Relationship Rescue, they learn a whole new style of communication. This is to build trust, safety and friendship. We're going from the ground up to rebuild that relationship to make it better than ever. The beautiful thing about this is once they start doing the new communication and behavioral patterns, their children also witness this. Because again, we're trying to stop the pattern of the generational pull of childhood trauma. So when the parents start doing it together and start doing the skills with their children, now you're raising empowered, emotionally healthy kids as well. It's a beautiful transformation to see in the couple and the family, as well as in my singles who were before coming to me in fear and doubt, frustration and anger about dating world. It's amazing to feel empowered when you are the chooser when you're out there dating. I hope this helps to answer some of your questions around what is narcissism, how does it happen, 
How are you attracting someone that's narcissistic? And what do you do to have emotionally healthy, evolved, and beautiful love? If you should have any questions or concerns, please reach out to me at my website, rihannamilne.com. On my website, you will find the four free loves tests that include the childhood trauma checklist and the couple's red flag warning list. You can also get downloads of chapters of my number one best-selling book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success. Also, while you're there, make sure you get the free ebook. Do listen in on my podcast every week called Lessons in Life and Love and download that handy dandy little app called Lessons in Life and Love on the go. That way you can listen to my podcast and also watch over 180 educational videos from my YouTube channel. I also hope to see you on my social media under Rihanna Milne or on Facebook, Coach Rihanna Milne. Okay, love angels and transformers, that's all we have time for today. I appreciate you sharing the love and the mission of helping me change the way the world loves by sending the show link to your friends that you love and care about. Please take a moment to subscribe to the show, give it a five-star rating, and comment on what you liked about the show. You can always go to the website, LessonsInLifeAndLove.com to listen for free, and you can easily share the show link from there. Remember, you can reach out for help for me during the week at my website, RihannaMilne.com. And while you're there, take the four free love tests, download the free ebook, Why 9 Out of 10 People Struggle in Life and Love and How to Have the Love You Deserve, as well as get my free book chapter downloads. And if you're ready to stop the cycle of toxic abuse, make sure you sign up for that special life and love transformation, discovery session, and assessment. Let's get to the root of the issues without any delay. And as always, I am here to help you create the life you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a very blessed, safe, and fabulous week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.